Welcome to the Prenup Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy New Year. Welcome. Congratulations to anyone who got engaged over the holidays, over New Year's, and congratulations to anyone who is getting married this year. It is officially your wedding year, 2023. Woohoo! And if it's not your wedding year and you didn't get engaged, that's fine too. I'm so happy to have you here. Whether or not you're planning a wedding, that's great. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to learn a lot. I don't think it's ever too soon to start planning your wedding, even if you're not engaged. So let's get right into it. Whether or not you've started planning your wedding, regardless of how far you are into the process or if you haven't started at all, this is a really awesome episode. It's going to give you some insight on a couple different things. We're going to go over today the differences between a wedding coordinator and a wedding planner. We're going to go over the differences between an a la carte wedding and a full service wedding. And we're also going to go over the best ways to communicate with your vendors. It's one of the top complaints I hear from brides and grooms um, that they can't get in touch with their vendor. They emailed or called them at this time and they didn't get back to them or they didn't get back to them until way later and they need answers now. So we're going to go over the best ways to communicate with them so that you can get the answers that you need when you need them. Okay. Um, so really, really awesome episode. So excited to share with you. It's just me today. Um, we are going to have an amazing episode. It's probably the most enlightening, coolest episode I've ever done or could dream of doing. Um, I know everyone's going to take so much from this. Next week's episode is with Julie Proctor. She is, among being a celebrity planner stylist, uh, just one of the biggest tastemakers, trendsetters in the wedding industry, period. The episode is jam-packed with such valuable information. Joy is everything. They say don't meet your heroes, but they haven't met Joy Proctor. She is so fabulous and amazing. I'm so honored and touched that she came on my little podcast and shared amazing insight. She was so wonderful and sweet and respectful. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Also have an awesome episode. Um, Last episode was before the holiday, but that was with Pam and John of Three for Three Marriages. And that went through um, just building the foundations for a strong marriage. So if you ever thought about maybe premarital counseling, um, or if you haven't thought about premarital counseling, it's a really, really cool episode, and they share lots of skills and tactics that they share with their couples who use their service. So definitely listen to that. Definitely tune in next week for Joy, and enjoy today's episode. Before we get into the meat of it, I just want to remind you of a couple things. One more thing, just a reminder to anyone who hasn't gotten their florist yet, or is considering a florist, definitely check out Something Borrowed Blooms. I have them linked below. Um, I'm an affiliate of Something Borrowed Blooms. I always recommend their service. I recommended them well before I was affiliated with them, but they are the premier florist in weddings. Silk floral rentals are the most eco-friendly. They're the most economical option. Um, Something Borrowed specifically is just a really great quality brand. If anyone's ever been to Michael's or AC Moore, I don't know if that's even still around, but there's plenty of places that you can purchase fake flowers, and a lot of them just look really fake. Um, It's very obvious. Something Borrowed Blooms is specific to wedding flowers, so you don't have to curate and find these different pieces to put together in a bouquet. No, you go browse their collections. You can mix and match too. Um, 
If nothing else, even if you haven't considered it, go check them out. You can get samples too. Once you smell them, I really think that will change your mind. They smell so delicious. So definitely check them out. I have them linked as well. And if you ever have questions about something borrowed or the prenup bridal planner or really anything at all, you always, always can email me. Okay. So let's get into the actual meat of the episode today. So what we're going to start with is the difference between a wedding planner and a wedding coordinator. Now, not everyone hires a wedding planner. I certainly recommend hiring a planner, whether that's me, whether that's someone else. Um, If it's within your budget, it's definitely worth it. So let's go into what a planner does. A wedding planner is helping you plan your wedding or taking the reins on planning your wedding based on your vision. So they're going to help you find your vendor, your venues, based on what your vision is for the wedding. They're really going to connect all those dots, help you with your rentals, any purchases. They're going to direct you to what you need and really kind of enlist that for you. So it's a huge help. It's really awesome. All services are different. I know with my service, I do tiers and a la carte. So you can choose a package and then you can add things onto that or you can just handpick what you would want me to do. Not every planner is like that. Um, You'll definitely want to check either with your planner or who you plan on hiring and see what those options are and to what degree they'll go. Um, But again, that'll really just depend. Now, in the long run, it is going to save you time and money on a lot of vendors because they know what they're doing, they know what to look for, and they can help you remain in budget. But I totally understand that a wedding planner is not in everyone's budget. That is totally fine. And some people just want to plan their own wedding. They don't want to enlist the help of someone. They love this process. It can be really, really fun. So whether you know, you've know you decided to tackle it yourself or it really wasn't in budget to do it, that is totally okay. Even though I recommend it, um, it's, it's not for everyone. Not everything has to be for everyone. One thing that is for everyone is a wedding coordinator in some degree. Everyone who is having a wedding with more than 10 people, any kind of formal event should have a coordinator just to organize the formalities. And I'll talk a little bit about the differences. So a lot of times couples will get confused between their coordinator and their planner. Now, while you don't need a wedding planner per se, I do recommend it. I really, really think that it is an amazing investment. But not everyone needs one, not everyone has one, and that's okay. I recommend that everyone have a wedding coordinator to some degree. It just is going to make your entire life easier, your wedding planning easier. It's going to make your day just move a lot more smoothly. You don't want to be responsible and you don't want a family member or a dear friend to be responsible for the formalities of the day. And that's really what your coordinator is doing. So coordinator, who is she? Hey, the coordinator is the person who is going to be running your ceremony, guiding your guests from ceremony to cocktail, guiding your staff, guiding kitchen, guiding your vendors, being that liaison between your vendors and venue, formal introductions, your first dances, your honor dances, your speeches, your toasts, 
your cake cutting if you're doing one, any formalities, when dinner service will be, um, coordinating bar. There are so many minute details that go into planning that you need that coordinator on there to make sure that things are running smoothly. So truly, truly just depends. But regardless of what kind of wedding you're having, unless it's legit, just a backyard party, super casual, you're not doing any kind of formalities, you need a wedding coordinator. Difference between a wedding planner and a wedding coordinator. Your planner is not your coordinator unless you've contracted your planner for that service. So just for example, in my tiers, I don't include coordination to any degree. It is an add-on. It's an option. But you want to check with your planner whether that's included. In the same token, let's say you are having your wedding at a venue that includes a coordinator. That coordinator is not your wedding planner. He or she is not going to plan your vendors with you. Um, they're not going to decide your rentals. They'll definitely be open to giving you recommendations. They deal with so many vendors and that is their job and their livelihood, but they're not going to be on your email chain. They're not going to be your point of contact. That's what a wedding planner is for. Wedding planner is going to really just kind of get everyone into gear. Your wedding planner is your point of contact. They're going to take the reins. They are going to be the person that your vendors go to. They're going to be on your email chain as long as you want them to be. And you should want them to be because you want them looped into everything that you do. Your coordinator is not going to be looped into everything you do. It's going to be your wedding planner's job or your job if you are your own wedding planner to loop your coordinator in. It's not part of the job description unless you've contracted it. You have to read the fine print, but nine times out of 10, a coordinating service is not going to offer a planning service. Planning services may offer coordination services, but don't assume that they're going to be coordinating the wedding and 100% don't assume that your coordinator is going to be planning your wedding to any degree. You need to make sure that that's in writing and you need to make sure that you're all on the same page as to what you've contracted those vendors for. So I hope that clears things up a little bit. I know people get confused about that a lot. You should have, but don't necessarily need a wedding planner. You really, 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 really should have a wedding coordinator. Now, some venues will come with a coordinator, which is going to lead us to our next topic, which is going to be a la carte weddings versus full service weddings. Now, what is a full service wedding? Think about a full service wedding as a place that is going to include your tables, chairs, linen rentals. They might have a bar on site. They might have a caterer on site. A lot of times, Weddings are their business. Think about um, a banquet facility. Now, people hate that term. Um, there are so many beautiful, quote unquote, banquet facilities or just deemed wedding venues. A lot of people will just call them wedding venues. Um, in addition to a banquet facility, a hotel wedding will typically include full service. Um, they do a lot of events. Typically, they have their tables, chairs, linens on site. They include bar. They have a caterer. They have a chef. Full service venue will typically include a coordinator. 
to what degree, again, you always, always want to know. Always want to know. So ask them what their job description entails. Usually that will be running your ceremony. If you're having a ceremony on site, um, that will be coordinating with your vendors to make sure everything is set up for them, to make sure that um, they, they have the capabilities that your vendors will need. Doing all of your formalities, things like that. An a la carte wedding is a little bit different. So another example of a full service venue would be a destination wedding. I'm talking like Caribbean or at a resort that hosts weddings. A lot of times they have a package. So if anywhere has a wedding package, typically they'll offer some sort of full service or partial service that sometimes will come with the coordinator. You always want to check with that. But if the place that you're getting married has wedding package or packages, then typically they're equipped for weddings. Not always, but sometimes, and I'll get into that. Now, where we get into a la carte. A la carte can encompass a lot of different things, but I'm just going to use the example first of a backyard wedding. If you've ever seen Father of the Bride, you know what I'm talking about. Steve Martin's daughter tells him that she wants to have her wedding in their backyard, and he pictures himself flipping burgers, and you know, everyone's just kind of running around. It's really sweet. Typically, backyard weddings are not like that because homes aren't equipped for large formal events. So if you're having a large formal event at your house or at a winery or at a space that doesn't typically host weddings, you are going to be having an a la carte service wedding. For this, I would strongly, strongly, strongly recommend hiring a wedding planner and coordinator because with an a la carte wedding, you are going to need to hire your own coordinator. You're going to need to bring in your tables, chairs, linens, caterer, your dishware, silverware, your bar, all of your alcohol, your bartenders, your staff, dance floor, tent, should you need it, toilets, should you need it, depends on how large your event is. Um, again, a la carte can encompass so much, um, but really it's anywhere that doesn't typically host weddings, which are some of the most gorgeous weddings in the world when executed correctly. And if you're not prepared, they can be some of the biggest disaster weddings ever. So just make sure you have what you need. Either enlist the help of a planner or follow along. And you can always ask me. I'm happy to send you any information that you need. If you know you feel in over your head, if you already started planning or you're thinking about doing it and you're kind of getting gun shy, don't, don't be scared. If you really want your wedding in a special place that doesn't typically host weddings, I'm not trying to deter you from doing that, but there are ways to do it, and it's a lot more work than you might might assume, and I just want to make sure that you're prepared for that. So those are the main differences between an a la carte wedding and a full service wedding. An a la carte wedding is going to require many more vendors than a full service wedding would, just because more services are going to need to be contracted. So regardless of whether you're having a full service or a la carte wedding, something that people complain about a lot is not being able to get in touch with their vendors. If anyone's experienced this, 
you'll know what I'm talking about. Brides will often say to me, I can't get in touch with XYZ. I've been asking them questions about things. It's another reason why wedding planners are such a helpful asset because you won't need to worry about that. They're going to get in touch with your vendors. Um, and typically they have a relationship with them to start, especially if they've recommended that vendor to you. Um, so they'll be able to get in touch with them a little bit better than a person would. But I'm, I'm never going to make excuses for, for not answering people. It's really important to get back to people um, in a timely fashion. So, you know, I totally understand and feel for couples who can't get in touch with their vendors. That's really, really, really frustrating. But let me say a couple things that might make you understand. And I'm also going to give you some tangible takeaways to get in better communication for your vendors. So don't think this is just a me picking up for vendors. But so a lot of times vendors are running their own business as well. They're doing all of their meetings. They're doing all of their editing, their emails, their social, their promotion, their marketing um, on top of working typically Thursdays through Sundays. Weddings are at minimum a five-hour event plus all the prep and post time. So they're really not available in those hours. They're they're working. And they have other days, if they're a photographer, videographer, they have to edit. They have to put albums together. Um, they have to promote themselves. They need to work. Um, and they also need to answer phone calls and emails. And sometimes that does get overlooked with creatives. Um, a lot of wedding vendors are going to be creative, which is why you hired them. You know, it's it's the thing you love about them and the thing you hate about them. They're not always going to be that person who is just type A and on it. Um, if they were, then maybe they wouldn't be as good at their job. Some people are amazing. I'm not talking about every vendor. I'm just talking about certain venue, certain vendors and complaints that I just hear very often from brides. But my best recommendation to someone who does not have a wedding planner and is having a hard time getting in touch with their vendors, um, they're not getting back to them in a timely fashion. First things first, just stack everything. So if you have questions, keep them in your notes. If your wedding is six months away and you have questions about a timeline or um, a song that needs to be played, if you have any questions about anything and your wedding is not in the next 30 days, be patient. Make sure that you are not incessantly emailing someone or calling them or texting them. Um, Most vendors won't text with you um, just because they have so many couples. This isn't something that vendors like to say. It's not even something I like to say. I just, I don't like the wording of it. you're, you're very important to them, but all of their couples are brides and grooms. It's not lost on vendors how huge this is to you. It's, it's going to be one of the biggest days of your life. <laughs> so how do you get in touch with them? Okay. First thing you definitely want to do is when you have questions, keep a notes pad, um, either in your phone or in your wedding planning book, um, and just list those questions out. 
So, you know, if you have something over a week's time, maybe send it even once a week. If you're a type A person, you're someone who has a lot of questions and you're really nervous or excited, uh, just keep that running list of questions and periodically send them instead of sending it anytime you have a question. Um, if you send a question or call with a question anytime you have it, you're going to be like the boy who cried wolf. You know, they're not going to take it seriously when you reach out to them because you're constantly reaching out to them. So make sure you compile your questions before sending them. That's first thing. Second thing is ask them. Ask them about their schedule up front before you book them or when you're booking them or if you've already booked them. You can shoot them an email and just say, hey, I, I'm so excited for my wedding. I'm so excited that you're going to be a part of it. I'm just curious to know your schedule. Do you typically work Thursdays through Sundays? And then what are your days off? Don't forget that these are people. They need a day or two off, and some of them actually don't even take them. Um, we're all human, you know. Um, we need to have a little grace, but... When we're in that time crunch, I understand how frustrating it is to try to get in touch with someone. So, again, I do not want to belittle this at all, but I do want to give you the proper tools to get in touch with the people you need to get in touch with. So, like, is there a best day that you answer emails? Can we get phone calls on the schedule and just touch base with each other? It's a really great idea to schedule those phone calls ahead of time. So, if you want to plan to touch base with them, let's say once a month. That's awesome. And if you don't have questions in that time frame or nothing needs to be done, you can always say, hey, you know, I don't, I don't think I have anything going on. You know, we don't need to talk on the phone. Is it okay if I email you with some questions, you know, if I think of them? Um, but get, get a schedule with them. Let them know that you aren't demanding of them you are understanding of their schedule and that they're really busy you you booked them because they're busy they're popular they're great at what they do they can do things that some of us could never do they're incredible creatives so you you just want to make sure that they understand that you're respectful of their craft and their time um, and they need to understand that you're paying a lot of money for a service and you need answers to your questions. So remember to, you know, treat them with the same respect you would anyone, you know, they're, they're excited to be planning your wedding. They don't find you to be a nuisance. Um, when I say don't reach out to them incessantly, I am not saying that because they'll get annoyed. It's just that they'll get overwhelmed. They have many, many couples who are maybe as excited as you are about their wedding, which is really cool and really exciting. Your wedding, of course, is the only one that matters to you in that moment, but they, it's just something to be cognizant of. So I think two things that you can definitely do are compile your questions. And the second thing that you want to do is get on a schedule with them. See if they would be open to that. Um, and weekly is, is too much. Uh, monthly is probably even too much. If you get four or five dates between the time you book and your wedding day, and those are my best recommendations. If you have any questions about anything that I said today or you want me to elaborate on something, write me. 
email me. I love this. I want to help. I want you to have the best wedding ever. I want you to enjoy it as stress-free as possible. And I don't want you to feel confused or ashamed because a lot of people are scared to ask questions because they think they're stupid. But at the end of the day, you might not have ever done this before. So it's not stupid. It makes total sense. Why would you know how to do it? I really, really appreciate you listening today. I hope that you took some really valuable tips. Definitely listen to last week's episode with John and Pam and listen to next week's episode with Joy. I swear you are going to die for her. She is so cool. It'll be available um, as both podcast and YouTube. It is on Spotify. I have that link there. Um, and then also listen to John and Pam's. And there are two episodes before that, but they're really awesome too. If there's something that you really want me to cover that I haven't talked about, definitely let me know. I'm happy to go into it. I love to hear from you. If you liked it, review it. If you didn't like it, don't review it. Just ignore it. Just move on with your life. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to The Prenup. And I will catch you next week.